去。Casting my cares aside, leaving my past behind, setting my heart and mind on you, Jesus. I'm reaching my hands to yours, believing there's so much more, knowing that all you have in store.
Today is the day that we have come together to worship. 
And I'm not even sure what day it is. I'm doing this on Thursday night, but you're perhaps viewing it on Saturday night or Sunday or maybe even later in the week. But this is the day for us to gather and worship the Lord. And if you've got another person with you, uh, the Lord promises to be there as well. And I want to give to you this morning a hopeful welcome back to church. Next Sunday, July 19th, we are hoping to be able to come together for worship. And that'll be at 9 or 11 a.m. At 9 o'clock, it's going to be the more traditional service. Uh, Pastor Vicki is going to present a piano prelude on the keyboard. It'll be similar to what we used to do in the past, before COVID, uh, before the service. And that'll be a time for you to come and prepare your heart, be reflective, to pray. And so I hope that you'll come and be a part of that at 9 a.m. And then more contemporary with the worship team at 11 a.m. Notice that time is 11 a.m. We're giving ourselves a little extra space between services and we'll continue to evaluate. Now, I do want you to know that if, the, if something in our county or through the state happens, we may have to change plans. But we are going to continue to offer the online worship experience. And that's going to just continue on through all of this. And, and hopefully that'll just be something that's a regular part uh, of our uh, routine as a church, that we'll always have uh, that service online for you. And even when we're back more even fully, that, that that'll be an option for you. So... Um, that may not be available Sunday morning or even Saturday night as it has been, but it should be available either Sunday evening or by Monday for sure. You know, our worship team uh, brought us into a, a frame of mind where we would ask the Lord to be blessed by our very souls. You know, the purpose of us getting together in this way is to worship. And, and I'll tell you, it does me good to worship with other people around. Not, not saying that we can't do it alone, but it's so much better when we do it together. And, and so I want you to be thinking about that. They also sang, all the way my Savior leads me. And you know, I think about this passage of Scripture that we're going to be looking at today, and I invite you to get your Bibles in just a moment, and we'll be looking at Philippians chapter 3. And in that uh, passage of Scripture, the Apostle Paul is talking about his past. And he realizes, he come to, when he encounters Christ, he realizes that all that stuff from his past is garbage. That, that's the word he uses, garbage. Well, I think about our longing for the good old days right now uh, of when we used to be able to do church, when we used to do family gatherings, when we used to, to go out to eat with a group. And, and we may not be back to those things very soon. We want to be safe. We, we want everyone to be well. And, and so as we continue to think about these things as a church, I want you to know, foremost, we want you to be safe. And um, if you can come safely and join us, we want you to do that. 
if you're hesitant to do that, please uh, take advantage of the online opportunity to worship. Now, one of the other things that we'll be asking of you is to make a reservation. Uh, what we want you to think about is if you're going out for fine dining, you would make a reservation, maybe a long time in advance. Well, we're hoping to accommodate everyone, and I think we'll be able to do that. But what we want you to do is to come and dine on the Word of God. And so if you would just send uh, Vicki an email, uh, that would help us. Um, I would tell you her email address, but we'll probably put it on the screen. And so hopefully you're seeing it right now. Uh, it's something like vreese at Comcast. What is it? 6040, which is the church address. Yeah, at Comcast.net. There you go. So I hope that works out for you. Uh, you can also send it to the church email if that doesn't work, and, and we'll, get, we'll get you accommodated. Also, I want you to know that there's been some uh, a Sunday school class meeting outside on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock, and, and there's con, uh, consideration about continuing that class and, and perhaps starting another one um, so that, that we can have a Sunday school class, at least one right now, and, and hopefully we'll be able to add other things as we go along. We're thinking about children's ministries right now. If children come, they need to stay with their family um, the whole time. We're practicing social distancing and cleanliness. And, and uh, oh, one other thing, I just want to encourage you to wear a mask. And uh, if you're comfortable when you get in and seated and you're social distance, uh, you could remove that. But maybe just Keep it on the whole time. You know, it's like when you go on the airline and they ask you to fasten your seatbelt. And just, well, just keep it fastened the whole time. We're suggesting that as, as well with, the, with your mask. So all kinds of things. Uh, please uh, communicate with us. Uh, make a reservation. Let us know your prayer request. And, and we want to, to, to be with you and, and connect better. That, that, this is all about us connecting. And so at this moment, I would invite you just to bow your heads and pray with me. Oh, Lord, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made. We're going to rejoice in it. And Lord, sometimes we like circumstances to be just right so that we can rejoice. But that's not always the case. And in you, with your strength, with your presence, we can rejoice even in spite of circumstances. And so we do rejoice today. Bring us the joy of rejoicing. And Lord, we do pray for many in our church family who need a touch from you. We pray for Ruth today as she has begun having radiation treatments, and we pray for joy, and we rejoice in the good news that she received, and, and she has more procedures happening. We pray for her. We lift up Ginny to you today. We think about Judy, and we, we pray for her. Thank you for the good news uh, that things are going well for Joe. And I just pray for Joe today. Lord, I thank you for Phyllis and all of her family, and be with those uh, little girls. We pray, Lord, for, for troubled children. 
who really are, are, are victims of this whole experience that we're going through and, and, and don't have the way to process it. You know, we're struggling with it. It must be really tough. And so I, I want to especially pray for little children, for foster kids, for kids who are away from home, and Lord, for all of those who have lost someone dear to them, Lord, I think there's a lot of fear around uh, a diagnosis of COVID. And Lord, I, I just thank you that our own son Jeff is doing great. He's well. He's uh, back to near 100%. And, and Lord, uh, that helps me. And Lord, I, I just pray that our recovery would, would be a blessing, that that it's not just individuals. We need to recover as a nation, Lord. And so I pray for our church today. I pray for our community. I lift up our state. Lord, I pray for our governor to, to make wise decisions. And Lord, I, I just pray for people who might influence him in, in the best ways to make the best decisions to come close to him. And Lord, I pray for our president, for our nation. I pray for our world today. And Lord, there are a lot of places where, where it's much more difficult to deal with something like this. So I pray for them. Thank you, Lord, for all of those who are doing everything that they can do to help people who are going through a tough time. And Lord, I also want to pray for racial peace for our nation. I want to pray, Lord, that that we would be instruments of your peace, that we would be about loving one another in truth and in hope that we would share the good news that you bring to our lives. You save us and you save us for a purpose. And part of that purpose is peace. So help us all. Lord, I thank you for our church, for the church staff that's working uh, through this time, to try to bring things to our folks. I thank you for our worship team and our media team, for the sound guys. And Lord, I thank you especially for Josh, who's spending a lot of time putting and editing our, our online uh, service together. Lord, I, I pray for each of these and your blessing upon them as they are a blessing to us through their ministry. And Lord, be with us today as we open your word May we learn from it and become more like you because we spend this time together. And so we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So last week we opened up the book of Philippians. We looked at chapter 3, and uh, there are some wonderful thoughts in this chapter that are kind of difficult uh, also to, to really understand. I've titled this The Pursuit of Progress. How do we have progress? How do we progress forward? How do we move forward as a church? Uh, when and how will we open? We, we hope it's next Sunday, July 19th. How do we keep people safe? How do we allay fears and how do we conduct a, a live and positive worship experience? You know, I miss the good old days when we'd be able to just gather together and didn't have to worry about all this stuff. 
when I think back to those days, they're gone. It's going to be different. So what does the future hold? When we look at Philippians, when we look at Paul's message uh, that God inspired him to share with that church and with us today, we're going to be taking a look especially at verses 12 through 14. We ended with this last week a little bit, and now we're beginning with it today. Here's what it says. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. Paul is is talking to the church and he tells about all these things from his past that he did, that he was such a good guy, but he was doing it kind of in his own power. But then he goes on and he says, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. And he's talking to the church. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. So how do we possess this perfection? You know, most of us who've been around the church or followed Christ for some time, at at some time in our life, we have had a struggle with this word perfection as it's used here. Well, Paul certainly did. And, And Paul was on the same path that every one of us is on. He had been saved. Uh, he, he was justified by faith. He, he was declared righteous by God and, and by what Christ did on the cross. And like us, he was in the process of being sanctified as he looked forward to the day of being glorified through the resurrection. Now, human perfection in this life is just not possible. We're frail. We are fallen. We are feeble human beings. And even as we gain victory over certain sins, we continue to be tempted. Sin can tempt us all through our life, even up to the moment of our death, because we have free will. God made us that way. We're imperfect, and so is everyone else around us. But even the best, most moral, most Christ-like person who ever lived was still a wicked sinner saved by grace. Unable to be compared to that perfect standard of holiness that we find in Christ. So I have some words for you today, and if you'd like to, you can take notes. Um, I do have some notes that I've passed out to those few that are meeting with us here on this Thursday night. But I encourage you to think about these. We're going to unpack this uh, little passage, and these are so clever here. They're all words that begin with the letter F. Aren't you excited? The first one is the word focus. Focus. Focus on one thing. What, what What is Paul calling us to focus on? Being like Christ. 
Christ-likeness is possible. And holiness is the goal and the, and the glory of every believer. This is possible through the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. So how do we focus on being Christ-like? Well, one of the things Paul suggests to us here is to forget the past. That's the next word, forget. Forget the past. This uh, word in the Greek actually is also translated and, and is used as, as disregard. Like, kind of put that out of your mind or, or lose your mind on this one thing. You know, like, uh, okay, hey, don't think about the past. And, and maybe even in that, that causes us to think about the past. It's just a crazy thing. But, but holiness is the goal. And, and if we can get to that play, place where we know that our past is forgiven, no matter what it is, and, and maybe you've been a really good sinner, uh, or maybe you were really a bad sinner. I'm not sure which of those is it is for you, but, but maybe you weren't much of a sinner at all. Uh, we still all fall short from that standard of Christ. You know, I remember this idea of disregard because one time uh, in, I was in high school, um, another couple and my girlfriend and I, we went bowling and we went to this beautiful bowling alley. It was right by our house. It was such a nice bowling alley. I saw it on TV one time and they were having a tournament there. It was called Leilani Lanes. It was gorgeous. It was clean. It was nice. It was well cared for and it was full of leagues. So we went there and we couldn't get in. Um, we, we couldn't bowl there. So, well, where could we go? What about Sunset Lanes? Oh, no, that's old. That's crummy. Did you know that in the early days of bowling, bowling lanes were in taverns? And, and the, the church, you know, frowned on that bowling in the early days because of that very thing. And, and so here, here we are. This other couple, by the way, I need to tell you, the other guy was Doug. And he was the pastor's son and a good friend, still a very good friend of mine. But Doug did not want to go into that den of iniquity. And so we finally convinced him to go. And so sure enough, we walk in and here's this couple wrangling away at this table. They were super old. They were like 40. And they were there at this table and it was just like gross. And Doug doesn't meet a miss a beat, he, go, he looks over at them and he turns his head and he says, see that couple over there? Just disregard that. And I thought, how do we disregard it when you just call their attention to it? Well, that's what we're supposed to do. Forget the past. I'm going to have to call Doug and tell him he made it in the sermon this week. You know, Paul isn't talking here about forgetting uh, people in our past, or the life lessons or experiences that we've had in the past, and especially not to forget the good things that Christ has done for us, the positive things that he has brought into our lives. We, we need to remember those. He, he wants us to forget the garbage, forget that stuff. Paul's talking about that garbage in our lives, the stuff that weighs us down, the stuff that we need to put out of our minds, to disregard. You know, if you want to look at this more, you could look above in chapter 3 and verse 8 talks more about this. But, but think about it. Think about this. If you're always dwelling in the past, it's like if you're driving a car and you're always looking in the rearview mirror. How far do you think you'd get before you went off the road? Uh, you know, 
I, I love these backup cameras now, but they're not too good for going forward. And, and, and they don't work that way. If you can't dwell on the past if your goal is to move forward. And some of us need to stop right now and say, Lord, forgive me of my past and help me to move forward. And that's the next thing we need to do. That's the next word. Forward. Look forward. Uh, this word actually also means to stretch out, to reach forth. Because the future is where hope lives. Hope is something for the future. Reach for that hope of the future. And we need hope today. Our country needed hope. And I, and I was talking to somebody and they were talking about all this fear uh, with, with COVID and, and all of that. And, and, and they said, yeah, remember what President Kennedy said when he said, we only have to fear fear itself? And I said, I think that was Roosevelt. And so we had a discussion and we, we left as friends and everything, but, but, but I, I had to look it up. And I read his first inaugural address. The country was in the Great Depression. It was March 4th, 1933. It was the height of the Depression. 25% unemployment. And people were, people were committing suicide. It was, it was terrible. It was a tough time. And what was he going to say at his inauguration? Listen to these words. And I'm quoting here. This is preeminently the time to speak the truth. The whole truth, frankly and boldly. Nor need we shrink from honest, from honesty facing the conditions in our country today. Honestly, we must face the conditions in our country today. This great nation will endure as it has endured, will revive and will prosper. So first of all, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. In every dark hour of our nation, life, a leader, leadership, and frankness, and vigor has met with understanding and support of the people themselves, which is essential to victory. I'm convinced, convinced that you will again give that support to leadership in these critical days. You know, in that same pivotal moment that the Apostle Paul had, I mean, he, he consciously lets go of the past on that Damascus road. And through those next few days, he turns his full attention to the future. In that moment and in those days, he trades his plans for God's plans for his life. And we need to do that too. We need to look forward. What do you have to look forward to today? Well, if you want to make a list of all the bad stuff that's going on, that's just going to bring you down. That, but let that go. Let it be in the past. 
Let's look forward to wholeness and, and hope and, and what we have in God. Truth. We have the promise of salvation and the hope of eternity. Trade your plans for Christ's plans for your future. Let us do it. Look forward. The next word I want you to see is the word follow. We see this word as as forge ahead or press on. Really, the word here is pursue. You know, I, I hate to say this, but I've seen believers get very frustrated with a lack of progress in their pursuit of holiness. I've seen them give up. I've seen them fall away. They get down on themselves for their inability to measure up to an impossible standard. And this is precisely when they need to hear that the plan is progress, not perfection. We press on knowing that in the power of the Holy Spirit, we will arrive. We will live and we will arrive someday at what Christ has called us to. We focus on becoming more and more like Jesus every day. We look forward. We follow Him. We become more like Him. The next concept that Paul gives us here in this passage is the word finish. Finish the race. Finish well. You know, you've heard this said, life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. There's, there's a guy uh, who um, inspires people. He's a motivational kind of a guy. And his name is Sam Jurassica. And he wrote about running a marathon. This is a quote. A marathon isn't easy. In fact, it's pretty awful at moments. However, the process of learning to train, having patience, and pushing through dark times have made me resilient in areas of my life I didn't expect. There is a truth here that God makes us stronger and more complete as a person as we follow Him. The longer we follow and continue to learn the new things He has for us every day, the more like Him we become. You know, I recently heard someone say this, it's not a sprint or a marathon. It's a relay. I like that. I agree with that. We need each other to finish well. And so, finish well. Now, I have one more, and I had a hard time finding this word. But I worked hard for you, and I've got it for you. Uh, it, it's the word that helps us keep our eyes on the prize. And here's the word. Are you ready? Feather. What? Feather. What is the prize? You think about this. Native Americans, when they defeated an enemy, they would collect eagle feathers and they would put them in their, their headbands. And I remember being a little kid seeing those big, huge headdresses and uh, like the chief had those, right? Um, kind of gross because that means they probably killed someone to get each of those feathers. But that that was part of the whole process. And 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 then it it became something 
that other nations did too. And, and we have a saying like having a feather in your cap. Uh, the idea that, that you did something well and you got a feather in your cap. It became very fashionable for ladies to wear exotic feathers in their caps. Well, what is the feather that you would like to have in your cap? What is the prize that is worth sacrificing everything else in order to attain? Paul later says, to die is gain. Because to have life in Christ is better than any earthly thing that this world could offer. So what is the feather that you want in your cap? For Paul, he says here that it's the heavenly reward. Finally, being completely Christ-like. So there is this process of Christ likeness. The future holds hope. So, so we reach out for it. And that's what this is. The pursuit of progress. The progress of becoming more and more each day a little more like Jesus. And when we spend time together, when we spend time in God's Word, and when we pray, we become a little more like Jesus. Our spirit connects with God's Spirit and the Holy Spirit enables us to become more and more like Him. Hey, I want to share one more scripture with you as we close. And this is from James chapter 1. This is verses 2 through 4. And James is writing this to the church. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles come your way, and guess what? Troubles will come your way. We're all having troubles. They have come our way and they seem to be here to stay. Well, well, when troubles come your way, what do you do? You consider it an opportunity for great joy. Oh, why did he have to say great joy? Why couldn't it just be okay joy? No, it's an opportunity for great joy. Because when God enters into your troubled times, there's an opportunity for great joy. He says, for you know, that when your faith is tested, and I, and I think about people whose faith is being tested right now. Why, God? Why would you allow this? You know, and I think about how many people are turning to God now because of the circumstances in our lives. I hope there are many, and I hope they pursue Him and find Him. He says, your faith is tested. And when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Do you see the process? Do you see the progress that we make as we are Christians and we continue, we endure, we have faith, but we continue to follow? And I like this. James ends up in verse 5 with this. If you need wisdom, ask. Ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. And you know, that's my hope for you today. That's my prayer. I, I'm anxious for us to be able to get back together to worship. I, I'm anxious for Bible studies and discipleship opportunities to happen. I, I want to see the kids uh, 
uh, I miss our kids. And Colette and I have gone around a couple of times and visited and taken cookies or M&Ms or stuff. And, and we need to do that again because we, we miss you and, and we want to see you and be with you. But somehow there's something powerful about the church gathering together. That, that's when we are the church. It's not about the building. It's about you. It's We are the church. And there are a lot of people right now that need you. They need the hope that you have, the good news that you have. And guess what? That's our job, to share it with them. That's what we are as the church. We're the people of God sharing the good news. And I hope that they, you'll make that a part of your life today. You got troubles? Hey, great opportunity for joy. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you today. I, I know it has been for me. And I just invite you in this moment to pray with me as we prepare to go on with the rest of our lives this day and this week. Would you pray? Lord, we are not together, most of us. And so as we bow, we need you to be the one that brings us all together. And Lord, I pray right now, for that person who's discouraged. I pray that for that person who's dwelling in the past, who's regretful and frustrated because of the way things are, because they're not like they were before. Well, Lord, I know that you, when, you, when, when something comes our way that's this difficult, you have something better for us. And we just pray for that right now. Make it better. Lord, we need you. You're the only one who can. And so we put our faith, our trust, our hope in you. And we do it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.